Hi, listeners, and welcome to My Holland Update. Manderfield, Public Information Coordinator for the City, and today our guest is Assistant City Manager Matt Van Dyken. Hi, Matt. Welcome. Hi, thanks. Sure. Thank you for taking time to talk with us today. Um, part of your responsibilities as the Assistant City Manager are the capital improvement projects, and we've got a lot going on with the city right now. And we want to focus on some of the bigger ones that are ter- currently taking place and some of those that are getting close to beginning. Um, one big one that I'm sure a lot of people have already seen is the Waverly Station construction. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so both of our fire stations, we actually have three stations. We have the Waverly Station and the Collin Park Station, and then we have a joint station uh, out in Park Township that we share that isn't a manned station, so we don't have staff there all the time. But we got some equipment in there. Um, the two stations that we're talking about today are the Collin Park Station and the Waverly Road Station. Right. The Waverly Station, both of those stations were actually built in the early 1970s. So they are showing their age, and the fire service has changed significantly since the 1970s. We've got um, some different folks in the stations that weren't there when those were built, um, and we're making big investments in um, making those stations better for all of our firefighters. So they're about 50 years old. Have have there been any renovations to those since their construction? There's been some furniture and paint, and that's been about it um, from those original builds, which is interesting. Uh, there's one exception, and that is, I believe it was the blizzard of 1978. The okay. newly built Waverly Road Fire Station actually had the bay roof collapse. Oh. It had to be rebuilt. So wow. not uh, not really a renovation, but a, a, a major repair yes. early on in that station's life. Yes. So they are well due for some upgrades and renovations and such. Yeah, they they really are. You know, um, it was it was a boys' club in the fire service back in ni- the early 1970s, and now we're we're proud to have female firefighters. We want to make sure we give everyone um, the appropriate amenities within the station so that they can feel dignified and comfortable. So we're doing a lot of upgrades to. Um, have individual dorm rooms, mm-hmm. have individual bathrooms uh, for all the firefighters to use so that it's a, a dignified place to live. They're in there 48 hours for a shift. It's their second home, and uh, it's uh, really important that they we take care of them. Sure. And you said um, 18? It'll have 18 yeah, spaces for... Yeah, so that Waverly Road Station, um, some of the, the big features of that, I guess if we... Um, hit that the new station will actually have five bays okay where the old station had two Um, we will have 18 individual dorm rooms we'll have individual um, toilet rooms and then one of the biggest things that is newer in the fire service and we're definitely including it in the design of both the Waverly station and the Collin Park station is the idea of hot and cold zones um, within that station okay so if you if you think of what a firefighter goes into, um, they may run on a medical where they're uh, exposed to some um, con- contamination mm-hmm. in a medical sure. run, or if they do go into a fire, there's all kinds of stuff in a fire, in a house fire, in a commercial fire that's really not good for you, not f- good to be on your clothes, not good to be um, on you, and really not good to be bought back into the place that you're going to live. Mm-hmm. So these hot and cold zones uh, actually have showers, they have um, cloth washing facilities that are outside of the door to where the firefighters actually live and eat and sleep. Okay. So that keeps all those contaminants away. 
and allows them to get all that nasty stuff off their clothes, off themselves, before they actually step into the area that they live. So it's it's really important. There's a lot of studies out there about um, cancers and firefighters. You know, I think we've all seen something with that's got plastic in it burning and it's all black and really nasty. And you know, if you sit by a campfire, you know, and you wake up the next morning and smell your clothes, that smoke smell is still on right. you. We want to make sure that all of that is getting off of them before they get back into where they're going to live. So they would go right from the truck, per se, into the con- decontamination room or the cold zone. Yep. And then... Actually, that, that would be the, the hot opposite. zone. Yeah, that, that would be the, the hot, hot zone. zone. But yeah, they can, they can come right off, get their gear washed, get their clothing washed, uh, wash themselves... And all of that stays out of that. Out of that uh, out living of that cold, quarters, yes, yeah, the, cold, area. the cold zones. That's good. That's huge. That's a huge enhancement, significant, I would think, for the firefighters, for it, sure. It is. And, and I want to make sure that people understand that they've taken steps to, to do that in the existing stations. Sure. But it's really, they're not set up to right. do that. So this really, their safety is a high priority. They're the ones that go into the buildings that are on fire. And we, we want to make sure that we're doing the things that we can to make sure that they're safe um, and get to go home to their family safe. So right. it's a big, uh, a big investment. Um, I think people that drive by that station, especially the one on Waverly Road, look at it and just think, geez, wow, that is a big building. And yeah, it is a big mm-hmm. building. Um, but it's to accommodate the growth that Holland has seen. You right. know, Talk to us a little bit about the, the growth in that area. Yeah, so if we think back to when that station was built, you know, the city limits weren't too far from where it was. Sure. So we've, mm-hmm. we've actually increased to the south there quite a bit. That in, increase actually went into um, a lot of the industrial areas. Okay. And, you know, we have a lot of people that don't necessarily live in Holland, but actually come into Holland to work. We've seen that expansion with LG Chem is in the area. Rest mm-hmm. Haven is doing a project on 24th Street. Hudsonville Ice Cream has increased their stuff. There's increased warehousing down off of M40. So that area has just continued to grow and have more people in it. Mm-hmm. More people mean more traffic accidents, more medical calls, more everything that our folks respond to. Um, So really the station is being built not just with a mind to today, but a mind to what's going to happen in the next 50 years. You know, what services might we need to provide? Um, And the the station is being built to accommodate for some level of growth. So forward thinking for sure. Trying to. It's yeah. it's way less expensive to build that extra bay right now than it mm-hmm. would be to add it onto the building in the future. Um, so we've done that. And those all those bays are going to get used right out of the gate, but they, they're big bays. We can fit multiple apparatus in them. Um, so, yeah, really trying to look forward, trying to think where is Holland going to be in 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years, mm-hmm. and what what can we do now to make sure that we're able to adapt to whatever those needs are in the future. Because that will fit, you said five bays, so 10 trucks that could fit, essentially? Yep, uh, roughly 10 trucks, depending okay. on what size of the truck. Sure. You know, some of the smaller Tahoes, you could probably fit three or four of them in there, and oh, maybe okay. the big ladder trucks, you could mm-hmm. only fit one in a bay. But, yeah, it's uh, it's built to That's accommodate whatever they need. It's significant. Um, nice. It's, it, we're looking forward to having it complete. Um, should mention completion date will be roughly May. Okay, um, so soon. This year, coming soon, yes, coming quickly. Yes, around the corner. It is. Drywall is going up inside. Um, okay. All the walls are built. We've got uh, the building enclosed. A lot of the glass is in, so we can use these last couple of months before May to get everything finalized and get the the firefighters moved in from the, 
the station that's there into this one, then we'll demo the old one um, and move on to Collin Park. Um, one thing I didn't mention is I think people look at this and they see a couple of buildings there, depending mm-hmm. on what they come um, or which direction they come, either 32nd or Waverly Road. So included in this project is we have a storage problem. We have a lot of public safety stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a fire boat. We've got the ice cream truck. We've got an emergency um, command station. We've got vehicles that are out at that shared uh, station with Park Township that we maybe wouldn't mind having a little closer to us. Sure. Uh, and that storage facility is going to be able to accommodate all of those and oh, more. Nice. And then uh, what that will do is we have abandoned bicycles that we store currently the Parks Department. That Those will come to this site. And okay. All the miscellaneous things that public safety folks have and maybe some of our other departments have will be able to be securely stored inside within that heated storage facility. One consolidated location. One consolidated nice. location, pretty centralized within the city. Mm-hmm. So we're, we should, uh, they should know exactly where their stuff is. Yes. Uh, I think it's a lot like the basement at home where when you build it, <laughs> right. you tend to fill it up and you don't realize how much stuff you have until you go to move. But we'll right. try, to, try to manage that and keep keep the, uh, the stuff that's in there to be the stuff that needs to be in there. Well, this is really, this is a huge benefit to our community, a huge service to the, to the residents and the industry um, and provide a great service to them with this enhancement of, of the equipment and personnel and it firefighter, is. the staff themselves. The staff themselves, each station will have, you know, the, the separate dorm rooms. Um, it'll ha- each station will have workout facilities um, so they can take care of themselves mm-hmm. while they're at work, uh, mm-hmm. just like they would if they were at home. Um, we are integrating what's called a station alerting system into both stations. So they're getting all kinds of information as they move from wherever they were on the call came in to the trucks to out the door. They're being given information all the time, working very closely with Ottawa County Central Dispatch. Okay. And they've been a huge asset. Um, they always, Ottawa County Central Dispatch is a huge asset to us all the time, but especially in this project to, uh, to pull off that station alerting. So we're excited, yes. you know, moving in in May. Collin Park will likely start in June of this coming summer. And that's going to be a complete gut? That's going to be a complete gut of that building. There will be uh, a couple of smaller additions. Okay. The building will still have some of that feel that Mm -hmm. it has right now. Um, We talked to the neighbors. I think the neighbors love having the fire station, maybe not at 3 o'clock in the morning when the sirens go off. But we want to make sure that um, there's such an opportunity at Collin Park to interact with the public. Absolutely. And we're right right there across from Collin Park. They can see the trucks. They can see the firefighters. Um, The kiddos always like to see the fire trucks. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we want to make sure we're we're keeping some of the flavor of the existing Collin Park station. But we're doing all the other upgrades and amenities that um, the Waverly Road Station is getting just on that particular site. Uh, We are in the process of deciding kind of where because we're going to bring everybody out of that station okay. of where they will operate out of okay. during construction. But our intention is to get everybody out, get in there, get the job done, uh, get the renovation done, and then move everybody back in with really hopefully a limited disruption to our citizens. I, hope right. they, I don't think they will see any change in their level of service. Because the, the, so the firefighters won't be housed there, but they'll be somewhere within close proximity to that station. Yeah, that's likely what's going to happen okay. is they'll be someplace close, or they may run out of the new Waverly station for a while and okay. be stationed at different points 
throughout the city during the day. Um, that's really a more of an operational sure. decision for the chief messer and, and Captain Tinney to figure out, but I'm confident they've got that under control. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Um, moving on and completely switching gears to a different project that has been talked about for quite some time in Holland is the ice skating rink, and it's about to become a reality for the community, which is very exciting. There's been a lot of work already done in preparation for the actual construction start of the ice skating rink. Um, tell us a little bit about that pre-work, and people may be thinking, when's this going to start? When's this going to start? But then a lot of work has already been done for that. Yeah, so a lot of work has already been done. That area, that window on the waterfront area, I, I, I don't know if everybody realizes this, but um, that was once the city dump. Okay. Um, after that, it was a dredge storage site, or is a dredge storage site, I guess, for the dredging of the harbor mouth. Okay. So a lot of the material that in there is material that was actually at one point in Lake Michigan. Um, so we had to do a lot of soil borings. We had to do a lot of figuring out how do we build this really special amenity um, that's close to our downtown on what are not the greatest soils in the world. So sure. um, we've gone through that piece. We've done a lot of research. Um, the Parks and Recreation Department and then myself did some traveling to different ice rinks. We've okay. never built an ice rink before. Right. I don't think I'll ever build an ice rink again either, <laughs> but um, we wanted to go and talk to folks mm -hmm. that knew how to operate ice rinks, that knew um, kind of the best practices for ice rinks, and then what are our options for design? Um, there's been a lot of work, and I'll, I'll swing back to that design piece, but okay. um, Sixth Street, if, if people are listening to this podcast and they haven't driven down Sixth Street, they really need to, um, the construction of that, there'll be a little bit of cleanup work in the spring, but um, about 98% of it is done, and it's just beautified that whole area. Sixth it Street really has. Overhead lines, mm -hmm. and it was a weird interaction between sidewalk and parking. Um, so it's it's really been a, a process to get to that. There's snow melt down there now. It's a beautiful piece of roadway and we're excited for that ice rink to go in because there's there's pedestrian there's a couple different pedestrian crossings now that are flashing right and as you mentioned all the lines now are buried everything's underground it's nice. all beautified there'd be some like i said some additional landscaping some trees mm -hmm. um urns benches all that kind of stuff will go in in the spring down there so that'll nice. make it even pop a little bit sure. better for our tulip time visitors when that happens um but yeah, it's been a, a been a huge investment. It, we've really slowed the traffic on that street down. Okay. Um, people had a tendency to just kind of hit the corner and go, mm -hmm. and those crosswalks and the different amenities we've added have really slowed that that down. So that when people are coming from our downtown to Window on the Waterfront or vice versa, they can do it safely. Sure. And there's stop crossings and especially the you know we've got the nature-based playground right. that we partnered with the ODC to to build in that area uh, last year. Now it's a little bit safer, or a lot safer, probably for the little kiddos to cross the street right. to go play and so important. Come back into down. It's yeah. it's yeah. so important, and that window on the waterfront. I think a lot of the locals kind of stay out of that area when it is tulip time, but it is mm -hmm. beautiful. It's even more beautiful now, and it's going to be really beautiful when we actually go and build the ice rink in there, which. Um, I'm not exactly sure when the podcast is going out, but I just got notification from our construction manager that the bids have gone out today. Okay. So we are beginning to get real. Okay. And we will be building that, working in there, likely just after tulip time. Um, 
if all the stars align, we'd like to get in there and do some work before tulip time. Okay. But we'll have to see how that all shakes out. And then the rink itself is really, um, it's a circle of ice. So it's a, we call it a pond of ice mm-hmm. that's actually connected to a ribbon. So people can skate the ribbon. They can do laps around the ribbon. They can do laps around the pond. They never really interact with each other if they're on the different surfaces. Mm-hmm. And it just creates a little bit more interesting skating environment. It's kind of the best of both worlds. But you, you'll be able to get from the pond to the ribbon, right, without yep. exiting the ice? Correct. Okay. Correct. They're both right together, okay. connected. Um, and it just, it's the, like I said, it's the best of both worlds. Fine. We saw ice ribbons. We saw rinks like are at Rosa Parks and it really was the idea of let's bring them both together and provide both types of ice out sure. there. Because you mentioned the staff, you talked about operations and did a lot of research in operations, but you also researched as a visitor, as a skater, so they could actually get on ice and see what's it like to be a visitor at this type of a rink, right? Yeah, we did. Okay. And um, that continues. Okay. Uh, we, uh, we've got Garrett and Joe over at the Parks and Rec have done a couple more site visits and done that again. So they're really getting the feel of what this ice is, is going to be like. Um, and there's a lot of excitement in the community. Yes. There's a ton of excitement in the community. We get a lot of questions on, well, what is it going to be in the summertime? And well, what's it going to be? Well, there are a lot of opportunities there. And yeah, we've talked about, do we have, we're, we will have ice skate rental because nobody okay. anymore has ice skates. Mm-hmm. Um, and there'll be a you know a concessions office that'll have concessions and skate rental, but really it opens up some opportunities too. If like the snow we had the last couple of weeks, could cross country skiing be integrated in there as well? Could snowshoeing be integrated? In the summertime, our parks and recreation department actually puts on different like plays and uses a lot of different spaces around town but one of the things that they don't have is like a plaza space Mm -hmm. so if you want to do a Pilates class or have an outdoor play they really don't have a spot to do that well in the summertime this will be able to nice have that kind of stuff it's it's a couple buildings there's a Zamboni building so obviously we that's the other big question that we get can I drive the Zamboni (laughs) well We'll, we'll probably have to have an auction of that at some point. Right, who that, wants to drive the Zamboni? That could be fun, a uh, lot of fun. Yeah, so there's a Zamboni building. There's a covered area that connects to the, the skate rental and, and ticket rental. And that ticket rental space could be used at tulip time for the, sure. the tours. So we think there's a lot of different opportunities to integrate the ice rink facility in other, kinds of, other times of the year. Um, there'll be bathrooms that will be there. One of the okay. problems with a nature-based playground is the current only the currently the only available public restroom closest to that is at the hotel oh sure so the ice a little ways away it is for a two-year-old <laughs> yeah for a desperate parent of a yes. two-year-old we've all been there right um, especially if they've got a snowsuit on right. or something like that it really gets desperate um there's only porta potties right there so we'll have restrooms integrated that will be open year-round so that anybody nice. that's out of the window on the waterfront has the ability to use the bathroom and be comfortable and be right there with their kids. And in talking about the ice rink, certainly want to acknowledge the generous donations from the vision of Frank Cry and the jury's family that really initiated this particular project. Yeah, so the this, I think you mentioned this, ice rink has been talked about for a long time mm-hmm. in Holland. I think we've traced it back to Lida Rogers 90 years ago talking about an ice rink during the when tulip time was created mm-hmm. right so it's been talked about for a long time sure. but yeah Frank 
is an amazing person. I've known Frank for almost my entire 25 years here in Holland. And he just came in one day and he'd been giving donations, fairly large donations, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. every year for a number of years to support the project. And he came in and met with us and said, I'm going to give you a million dollars. And Keith and my jaw about hit the floor. It's just an amazing story. It is. An amazing man who every time I talk to him, he tells me how wonderful everything is and how wonderful Holland is and how wonderful the things we're doing are. So to get this rink going for him, you sure. know, the jury's family was really saw what he was doing and felt like they could be a part of it. And they came in with another million dollar donation, just massive amounts of money to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the community came in too. We've right. got a, 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 the donation list is, is so long. We'll have a, obviously a board out there at the ice rink when we build it to, to recognize those people. But we, we live in a pretty amazing community where people do. Are just very generous, very generous. Here's some money. Go, right. go make this be. And it's really cool yeah. at this point in the project where we can see that we're going to make it happen. And it's yeah. coming, and yeah. there's going to be shovels in the ground in just a couple of months, and that's nice. really super exciting. We'll take off from there. Um, quickly, you you did mention a pond and a ribbon and mm-hmm. rentals, um, but what are some of the other amenities that this will have? It's going to be refrigerated, which is key. It is key. We've we've had unrefrigerated rinks over the years in different parks, and like today as we record this podcast, it's 40 right. degrees outside, and I think I heard... 50 next week. So those those unrefrigerated rinks have had poor success. Let's They're just tough, let's just right? it's tough yeah. to keep them going. So this one had to be refrigerated. Mm-hmm. We're hoping to get, you know, 4 months okay. plus or minus of skating in. Sure. Um and yeah, it'll it'll be refrigerated. The other piece that I think people get super exciting about uh, excited about is the fireplaces that will be integrated with the amenities okay. at the station nice. at the rink. And then the curling rink. Oh, that's right, the curling rink. So the curling yes. rink has got a lot of people excited. That was one of the things that Frank said, we have to have. Sure. We have to have a curling yes. rink. And I said to Frank, I said, Frank, do you realize how big a regulation curling rink is? Because they're quite long. I think they're about 180 yeah. feet. Ours is more like 60. Okay. So ours is more of a fun curling rink. Sure. We have, we'll probably have large stones and mini stones for for playing, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's not a regulation rink, but, but it is curling and it's going to be right. fun. Great exposure for people to opportunity to be exposed to something that they may not otherwise yeah, have and, the opportunity to do. And recreation may sure. even have leagues and yeah. who knows where right. that will go. But I think, I think people will really have a lot of fun with it. Nice. That'll be fun. And That'll real quickly, fun. the plaza that's that's there that will be snow melted that, that will be snow melted okay. we have kind of a back i mentioned a performing area that will be just concrete but the whole plaza walking in will actually be integrated with snow melt very nice so, and yeah. then nighttime will there be lights at night so there's there's lights there's audio okay um, we actually have color changing lights that will oh. be integrated in the project so i think fun. there's some pretty cool opportunities to um to have some fun that should be a lot of fun definitely yep. And quickly moving on, a different project completely that's going to happen right in the middle of downtown, so to speak, is the Holland Museum. Hasn't started yet, but yeah. So the Holland Museum um, is a over a hundred year old building. Okay. So the the fire stations are fifty years old. 
the Holland Museum is over 100 years old, so it's a whole different type of yes. discussion when we talk about um, that building. So that building, uh, people may or may not have noticed a lot of activity around City Hall uh, this past summer. Mm-hmm. That was a full exterior renovation to City Hall, tuck pointing, um, doing masonry repairs throughout the, the building. Uh, it's one of those things that is very important that we do to our historic buildings, mm-hmm. but a lot of times don't, people don't see a lot of change. Sure. Uh, there'll be a lot of work done this summer to the museum that will do a very similar amount of work and do some actually some repairs. So okay. what what this work will be is it, it won't be flashy, it won't be exciting, but it will keep the bones of the Holland Museum building solid and in good working order. Maintain it. Maintain it, clean the exterior, do any repairs that need to be done, um, and fix some things that we discovered last year that were going on kind of behind the parapet wall, which is the the top row stones on the museum. Okay. And I think there'll there'll be enough work with uh, this particular project that people will notice a difference in the museum. It'll have a little bit more of a sparkle to it, a little bit of a facelift. But they'll see, and we we expect this will start... Again, probably right after after tulip time. time. Sure. Then they'll see scaffolding will go up and... They'll see scaffolding. They'll probably see some cranes that will be around the building. We may have some temporary road or lane closures. Okay. Um, So people are are really going to notice this. There's a lot going on. We plan to keep the museum up and open during the renovation. Okay. Um, So that's... That's exciting. Uh, yes. We may have to use maybe a, a different door to get in sure. or depending on what work is going on that day. But we'll, we'll definitely try to minimize disruption to the building. Okay. It's an interesting relationship that we have there in that the city of Holland owns the museum. It okay. used to, some people may not realize they used no. to be the post office way, right. way, way back when. Yes. Um, but it is operated by the Holland Historic Trust. Okay. So we don't operate the museum. We don't do any of the programming with the museum. That's a, a separate entity, but we do own the building. We own it and yeah. maintain it. And maintain it, yeah. And that's been a priority of councils, to maintain the buildings that we that the city has. Yeah, that was something. a good working order. Good working order, and we went through, you know, we went through 08 just like everybody else did, and some things kind of had to be deferred. Um, but really we're making sure that we have enough money mm-hmm. to maintain our facilities, keep them in great working order, um, and deal with anything that pops up. Sure. So we're doing that through budgeting and through uh, a little bit of a change internally with our facilities team. Okay. We've actually got, we have more of a facilities team instead of just, you know, whoever is occupying the building is taking care of it. Okay. That group works a lot with, with myself and others just to make sure things are looking good. Sure. They're running right. Um, That's important. It's super it's very important. Very important piece. Because if we get, if you get far enough behind... It right. gets really, really hard to catch up. Yeah. So we want to make sure that that, we call it fix it first. Sure. Funding is there so we can deal with those buildings, keep them in good working order, and continue to invest in, in all of our facilities. The Holland Museum um, renovation is a, a huge part of that. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're looking at probably seven figures when we're okay. all said and done for oh. this renovation. Yeah, it's a big um, old building. It's a big old building, and it's a beautiful building it inside. Is. And want to ensure that it continues to stay that way for generations to come. We do. And I always tell folks when, when we have these things come up, we want to make sure that we're, no, the next person doesn't have to touch them for 25 right. to 50 years. Yes. Um, and we're going to do that with that, with the museum project. Nice. One more project, um, a little bit more into the future, but just touch on it briefly, is the rec center that has been talked about a bit. And that is slated to be on the docket when... So that is slated for construction in fiscal year 2027. 
Okay. So we're heading into fiscal year 2025. That will start July 1st. So okay. pretty close. Um, yeah, pretty close. Not too far down the line, really. No, not too far down the line at all. And we're, well, like we did with the ice rink, we're starting our pre-work actually tomorrow. We're going to ah. do some site visits to okay. different recreation centers. Okay. Uh, the good news is we don't have to go all the way into Indiana or Chicago to find ice skating rinks um, like the one that we want to do. We'll be a little, little bit closer here. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we're starting that process okay. of what do we want in a recreation center? What Going out, talking to people, I think we've got nine of us going, pretty much the entire recreation staff to learn what works. Mm -hmm. What did you put in your recreation center that people use the most? What did you put in the recreation center that people don't use because we don't want to spend money on something people aren't going to use? Um, And then just brainstorming. What what does this look like? Well, you know, this one looks this way. Well, we don't necessarily need that, but, you know, this is pretty neat. This has got a walking track or this has got four gyms or six gyms that they Mm -hmm. convert to – pickleball on Tuesdays and open volleyball on Wednesdays and just seeing what the opportunities are that are out there. Um, I will say that our recreation staff is really excited to have their own facility. I'm sure they can home base out of. They can home base out of. They used to be on Civic Center, um, which still is part of the recreation plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And we actually think that there's an opportunity with the Civic Center to have like a basketball tournament or a volleyball tournament and hold the championship game at the Civic Center. Right. A lot of people like that, and they like to sure. be downtown. Nice. Um, yeah, so giving, you guys, uh, giving yourselves quite a bit of time to do the homework, to think through everything, do your due diligence. and Yeah, we're, that's the process we start now. Nice. Yeah, nice. it's exciting. It, it is exciting. It, There's a lot going on in Holland. <laughs> There's a lot going on. We've got a, uh, quite a few other little projects that are happening as well. Um, but one thing I should mention that uh, about the recreation center before we move off of that one is that it would be located at 16th and Fairbanks. Okay. Uh, immediately adjacent to Bow's Pool, mm-hmm. and we'll have to figure out how we deal with Bow's Pool and cr- create the recreation center. But sure. Central in Holland, yes. uh, Bow's Pool location is great because all of the the adults, kids, whoever from the central neighborhoods can get to it easily. Easily yes. walking. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's we feel that that's important that. Our, our citizens, our people are able to get to that location relatively easily. Absolutely. A lot going on. And that's only part of your responsibilities. Correct. That's part of them. <laughs> there's a lot going on. A um, lot going on. There's a lot of exciting things. You know, we're getting to do projects here that a lot of people don't get to do in their entire careers, what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to be doing a number of them in the yes. next couple of years. So yeah. it's an exciting time. I think... Um, the council supports the stuff that we've talked about today and are talking about doing in the future. So it's really, really bringing some great stuff to Holland that I think is going to make us an even more desirable uh, place to be than we already are. Right. To work, live, and play. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Anything else you want to tell our listeners? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's uh, just, it's a great time to be here and there's some exciting stuff on the horizon. And enjoy it all. Enjoy all of it. Yep. Well, thank you, Matt. And until next time, this has been My Holland Update. 